Hey folks, welcome to the uh, sixth edition of the Mental Health Podcast. I'm excited to have uh, Anya here. Uh, she uh, is a startup founder in the mental health space, and uh, I can't, can't wait for uh, uh, us to hear what she has to say. Hello, Anya. Welcome to the Mental Health Podcast. Hi, Sanjay. How are you? Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm doing good. And uh, it's great that I have you here. Um, the first thing that I like people to do is give themselves an elevator pitch uh, on what they're doing, where they're at in their own journey, and uh, take it away. So, Sure. So I'm Anya Dunphy. I'm the founder of Leaf Mental Health. Uh, Leaf is a platform that connects people with therapists so mm-hmm. we typically sell our service uh, in a B2B platform, mm-hmm. not B2C directly. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do is we search the entire marketplace mm-hmm. to find people, a therapist who takes their insurance, treats mm-hmm. their concerns, and is actually taking new patients. So if you could find a therapist who takes your insurance and is actually good by completing mm-hmm. a 10-minute questionnaire, would you do it? Mm-hmm. Uh Turns out there are tens of millions of people out there who are willing to do that and are looking for just that kind of help. So that's what we are looking to do for them. All right. Yeah. Sounds uh, sounds like a great uh, approach towards uh, getting help to therapy. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, Anya, I'm curious, like, uh, what got you started with this idea and uh, what were some of the challenges that you faced along this way? Oh, sure. I know we have a limited amount of time, so I'll try to keep it short. There's so much to say on this. Uh Uh, It all started a couple of years ago when I was looking for a therapist for my own daughter, right? Everything's Mm -hmm. happening with COVID and Mm -hmm. young kids in particular were really struggling. Um, So I was looking for a therapist for her. It Mm -hmm. was an incredibly painful, time-consuming experience. Mm -hmm. I I went to my insurance director. I went to online B2C platforms and mm-hmm. just started digging through lists and lists and lists of dozens and dozens of different <laughs> providers right. and calling and emailing. Um, most of them never got back to me. Mm-hmm. The ones that did, most were not available. The one we ended up seeing wasn't very good. So I figured there's a better way to do it. Okay. Uh, I dug into that problem. Mm-hmm. And it turns out something I, I've, I've discovered over the last you know couple of years doing this is that there may be a therapist shortage that's happening out there, but the much bigger problem Mm -hmm. is that the systems that connect people with therapists Mm -hmm. are just not good, right? People do what I did and just Uh look through various directories. And it's incredibly time consuming. It takes 10 or 15 hours and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one of the, so we found that therapists really don't like marketing, Mm -hmm. right? And so to work, to be on any of those platforms, they mm-hmm. either need to pay a fee to for mm-hmm. the listing or take a pay cut. And then whoever that that company is takes the difference of what they're charging. Right. So therapists don't feel like they need to do that as much anymore. There's such a high demand for care. Right. Fewer and fewer of them are willing to, to participate in those marketing platforms, mm-hmm. which makes mm-hmm. them very hard to find for patients mm-hmm. who really need them. Right. So we found there actually is capacity out there that people aren't using Mm-hmm. But therapists just aren't easy to find. So we've found ways to meet them where they are, the therapists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't charge them anything. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been able to get access to many, many more and successfully match hundreds of people with therapists who actually take their insurance and who treat what's concerning them. Um, wow. I think I think it's really a, it's a step in rethinking how we approach this problem. And I'm excited to be a part of it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, honestly, you know, I've had this problem as well, wherein for one, the first thing that I do is uh, try to understand what is it that I need help with. Uh, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I, I go and look up stuff, um, you know, try to read about it. And then using that, I try to go to these directories that you were talking about and, uh, you know, look up uh, people. And the hardest time is uh, finding availability, matching windows, um, and, uh, you know, uh, being able to... Um, uh, get access to somebody when I'm really in need of help or need of assistance. Um. Yeah, it's tragic. <laughs> so you're right. That's actually a very good point. And in addition to the system, not really allowing people to find each other, most mm-hmm. people don't know what they're looking for. So you took the time to go look at what, you know, what are the treatments for what's mm-hmm. concerning you? But mm-hmm. most people, particularly if they've been calling for hours or days, they'll take the mm-hmm. first warm body that'll see them. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the right fit. They might be having, you know, some type of issue and prefer cognitive behavioral therapy that gives them homework, mm-hmm. things to do in a particular circumstance when they're experiencing it right in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are other types of treatment that like, like psychotherapy that help you drill down into the root causes from your early childhood, but right. what cause behaviors and understanding those and changing it from that perspective. So depending on what the person is dealing with and what they would prefer and mm-hmm. how they interact with their therapist, mm-hmm. they can very well wander into a relationship that's just not going to resonate with them. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the first thing that sort of comes up when I like to ask for mental health help is like, yeah. for example, how do I find leave, right? Like how, how do, like, what is your approach to that? Like, what is your answer to that question? So if a, if an individual is looking for the of relief, we don't specifically market to individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, that is such a crowded marketplace with the psychology today's and Alma's. Um, then, you know, it's very difficult in five seconds to explain that what's different about what, what we do and really capture people's attention. Okay. Um, but we want to help a lot of people, as many as possible, of course. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. found a white space in the market with small and mid-sized companies. And what I mean by that, um, is that there are solutions like Lyra and Spring Health that have very robust platforms that are great and really okay. Okay. help people, but they okay. are expensive. Uh-huh. <laughs> they sell to employers with at least a thousand employees, typically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And small and mid-sized companies just can't afford them. They're you know, right. it's tens of thousands of dollars to work with right. them. They can't afford it. Right. So smaller companies tend to lean on their EAPs, their employee assistance programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, And most employees don't know those exist or don't use them. The utilization rates are, you know, under 10% for a lot right. of them. Right. People just don't use them. Of course. So, yeah. So the way that we decided to tackle it is to work with those companies that really need a solution. They mm-hmm. employ about half the people in the country. Okay. Um, it was a way to get access to people who really need help and deliver it to them. Okay. And so that way the employees don't have to pay anything. It's an employer pay, employer paid benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's no cost to the end user and they're mm-hmm. getting the help they need. It's worked out really well. 
interesting um as you might know you know uh, may uh, may is uh, mental health awareness month um and uh, as part of this initiative you know i'm asking people like yeah what are the things that you see are missing in terms of mental health awareness in mental health awareness i mean i think um a silver lining of the last few years certainly you know tragic time uh, but there has been a surge in awareness for the need for mental health services. Mm-hmm. I think people are more accepting of that. So, I mean, I think that has been great. There's there's still a ways to go. I can tell you different parts of the country, there's still a stigma. And then certainly there's been a lot in the press in the last, last year mm-hmm. um, about well, girls in particular. But, you know, mm-hmm. people who are younger, I'm going to say teenagers, early 20s, Suicide mm-hmm. rates are on the rise, severe right. depression and trauma. Mm-hmm. I mean, that demographic, which is sort of a, a tender time in life when people mm-hmm. need connections and they start to determine their own self-worth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's just a time in life when that often happens. But right. if we think about that, and uh, I think being so isolated during that time and tied to their screens, you know, we're seeing some some powerful negative effects of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still think there's a long way to go in that Interesting. Space. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think I, I struggle with that aspect as well. Like uh, today, the access to technology yeah. um, is, is so uh, easy and, you know, it makes it challenging for us to sort of get away from the screens. I, um, I, I was saying that, uh, you know, today it's so easy to access the screens and the devices. People are so addicted to them. Um, and, you know, the uh, avenge of uh, all these telehealth platforms, right? I, I was trying to understand, like, oh, uh, what your take is on um, uh, telehealth versus in-person, you know, counseling ser- yeah. Uh, services. Yeah. Um, so telehealth can be very effective. When I was first thinking about LEAF, which was before COVID, thinking about this problem of connecting people with care, mm-hmm. um, a lot of therapists said, absolutely, there's a need for it. I would never do it. It's not mm-hmm. as effective. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> when COVID started, there was an article in the New York Times that said the bathroom is the new couch. And people <laughs> were having to be in therapy hiding in their bathrooms <laughs> because it was the only place in the house that they had privacy. Right. They had young kids. So, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that that really revolutionized the way people have thought about telehealth, at least for, for mental health services. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some demographics and some issues, you know, where it still is very helpful to be in person. Certainly younger children, mm-hmm. the younger they are, mm-hmm. typically the more they benefit from in-person treatment versus virtual. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for most adults, it's uh, been very liberating. And they can now see their therapist in just a 45 minute or hour session without having the drive time either way. So I think for a lot of people, it's allowed them a lot more flexibility and greater access to care, Interesting. Uh, which has been great. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Uh, and in terms of adopt adoption, right? Uh, how, how do you yeah. see the adoption of like uh, the telehealth versus like, you know, are people still going in for in-person sessions? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So um, before therapists were ready to go back to their offices, people wanted to see their therapist in person. A lot of people prefer, still prefer to be in person with a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it depends on the presenting condition. 
I know for a lot of psychiatrists, they like to see their patients so they can see how they're physically responding to medications and things like that. Right. Uh, For talk therapy, there's still a lot of people who would like to be seen in person. Although I will say it seems like a lot more people in the last few years have gotten comfortable again with 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 telehealth and mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. willing to have plus it gives them greater access to therapists right. so if you're in california for example instead mm-hmm. of just looking for a therapist in the bay area right. you can search the entire state to find mm-hmm. somebody interesting great yeah i mean that that was very insightful in terms of people trying to find people uh, who may not be available in their own area um yeah. rural <laughs> um, areas it's always been a problem getting right. people access to care where there there just aren't therapists if you're out in sort of in, in the middle of an isolated area on a farm right it can be hard to get anywhere so those people are benefiting quite a lot from the additional telehealth options great um one thing that i sort of uh, realized that you mentioned in terms of privacy how much has privacy become a concern that you know people have gone into telehealth versus like having uh, in person conversations um, you mean just just being in public when they're talking or concerns about being overheard? Being overheard, I think. Being overheard. Yeah. yeah so I mean, that's an individual concern people are going to need to work through. Obviously, working with a therapist who's professional and competent will mean the therapist doesn't have those concerns on their end. Okay. Uh, but individuals are who are a good fit for, for telehealth will have access to spaces that are private and safe where they can communicate candidly with their therapist. It's a very individual decision, I think, for for each person and each therapist. Interesting. Yeah, uh, uh, because, you know, for, for me, to begin with, uh, I I wanted to do telehealth uh, because I I am an introvert and I, I find it hard to sort of go and engage with another person without knowing them well enough. Uh, so, you know, I wanted to start with telehealth and then, um, uh, go uh, into in-person sessions, uh, but uh, uh, you know, with the avenge of COVID, you know, uh, going in-person was not an option anymore. So, uh, j- just thought I would uh, bring that up. Um, and you know, talking in terms of like the near uh, future, right? I mean, where do you see this sort of uh, whole mental health journey transitioning to? Do you see some things which are coming up, which are new, which, you know, people don't sort of anticipate as of today or that people can use going forward as well? Uh, well, I would say, so a couple things come to mind. I know there's been a rise in interest in psychedelics in the uh, in the therapeutic community. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of those types of treatments are gaining popularity. And just as a member of the startup community myself, I, you know, I hear a lot about that. So mm-hmm. I think that's something something to keep an eye on to see how that evolves. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it seems like there's been a surge in a sort of back to basics set of ideas, like get some sleep and eat well. Things <laughs> we've heard for years, drink water, like things that are really, I would say, fundamental messages. I, I think I've heard since childhood, but they seem to be getting more traction in the mainstream community. Right. And they're, and I'm glad to see a lot of companies have learned in the last few years of COVID that there is, you know, this burnout issue is very, very real and right. giving people the space to take care of themselves, you right. know, when they're sick and, and when they're not um, right. actually leads to better business outcomes. So I think that's been great. But if, if for just advice for most people, I would say, 
you know, your, your mother was right. Get a good night's sleep, <laughs> eat well and drink water. Uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because, uh, you know, everybody is so amped and so uh, trying to get to the next thing. You know, I, we forgot to do the basics, right? Uh, you know, we forgot that uh, eating the right amount of food, um, making sure you're drinking a lot of water, uh, taking enough rest um, has so much impact on your own physical and mental health. So, uh, uh, yeah, that uh, thank you for uh, bringing that up as well. Sure. Uh, um, and... Uh, I, I I also sort of want to understand, like in terms of uh, the the way the progress has been happening in terms of AI. Do I do you see anything uh, that uh, can be sort of relevant from the mental health space standpoint as well? Uh, do you see any trends in that? Uh, just oh, for AI, curious. yeah, for AI, yes. yeah. So there's been a lot of uh, I I know at least one company personally, and I I've heard of others. Um, that are looking to scale mental health through AI, meaning mm-hmm. uh, there are certain treatment methods like cognitive behavioral therapy that are very prescriptive, right? Mm-hmm. You have a set of tasks, there it's, it's documented what you do in each step. Mm-hmm. And then having an AI personality, I'm not sure what to call it. <laughs> like <it's laughs> okay. something that looks like a person. Mm-hmm. Um, on the screen that's guiding you through that. I, I know mm-hmm. I'm familiar with one that is attempting to read people's uh, voice intonations, body language, things like that to be responsive in a more human way. So I think there's work being done in that space. Um, I haven't investigated it myself enough to know if there's a there there. If it's, <laughs> if it's you know, really um, at, to a place where it's usable, but I know a lot of work's going into it. Right. You know, one of the things history has taught us is that finding the question is the hard part. The answers usually come. So once you've identified the question of how to scale it, how Mm -hmm. to use AI, somebody's going to figure it out. I think the question is just when. Right. Uh, You you brought up a great point. Um, You know, and it sort of blew my mind. And I was like, what is what is the question regarding mental health that's not been asked yet? <laughs> I I I don't know if there is a you know a good answer to that question, but you know feel free to sort of speculate on it as well. So. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are lots. I'm not sure I, I have one right now. I think um, <laughs> access to care is you know a front of mind issue. At least we're approaching it very differently than others are, and it, it's working. I think we'll all have to come together to find solutions to get people the care they need. There's so much on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, technology is advancing and finding innovative ways to use it without mm-hmm. becoming reliant on it. I think mm-hmm. that's you know, something that we do when I'm not sure how, how to mitigate this is when new technology comes out, we all sort of tend to, to gravitate toward it like, like a moth to flame, right. and turn, turn more into Icarus, right? Where people are tied to their phones and their devices and it's causing problems. Right. Um, so some way to to test the impact of technology mm-hmm. before it's before it's released. I don't know how much appetite there is for that. People want what they want, what they, you know, they want it now. Right. But a way okay. to test that and test the impact of those changes on human development and the human psyche before they're released to the public, I think would be extremely helpful. Like any other drug, right? It would be helpful. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that uh, was a great answer to that question. Um 
yeah i mean like I, the conversation has been great i just wanted to ask you um if there was one thing from this conversation that you would want people to take away what would it be um i would say if you're looking for a therapist don't go to your insurance directory it's pro mm-hmm. tip right there mm-hmm. uh, for people who are looking to do it on their own if I, I, mean, I want everyone to be able to do it on there. We love to help people, but you know, the idea is for people to be able to help themselves eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, there are good online resources. Psychology Today is kind of the gold standard for people who are looking for help. You can sort by your insurance mm-hmm. um, what you want to have treated. So it's mm-hmm. a place to start for people who are looking. That does still take a lot of time, mm-hmm. but it's a place to start. Mm-hmm. And, um, and speak up, right? People don't, pretend to be sad they pretend to be happy right so speak up if there's something wrong don't be afraid to reach out for help there are so many communities that want to help you know to to make people realize that they are not alone right Right. help and that there are people who really care about them oh my god oh wow yeah i mean like thank you anya i mean like for saying that because uh you know uh social media the advent of social media has made it seem so easy to look happy uh, or to pretend to be happy or to showcase yourself as being happy uh when people you know may not be happy in in inwards and uh, finding supportive communities and uh, reaching out and asking for help uh has sort of taken the back burner and uh you know people like you and uh, hopefully more people coming ahead uh, will uh, uh, you know uh, inspire people to uh, ask for help as well so uh, thank you for taking the time my pleasure thank you so much for uh, for talking about this one of my very favorite subjects helping people get better access to mental health care i really appreciate it have a good rest of the day all right yeah thank you